Okay, hi guys. Welcome to Me and Sid's podcast. Hi, thanks for coming to our podcast. Me and Sid are really interested in skincare. So that's what we're going to talk to you guys about today. And probably a lot of things that you guys haven't thought about as consumers when you guys are buying skincare. But after this podcast, you will. (laughs) Okay, so the topic that we've picked today is the coexistence of Korean beauty and sustainability and how it relates to American consumerism, more specifically within the skincare realm. Where does the desire for foreign products, including beauty standards, come from? So I mean, anytime you walk into a beauty store, whether that be for makeup or skincare, you'll always see a section dedicated to like foreign beauty products, more specifically Korean skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely feel like America seems to idealize and really fall in love with the idea of something being foreign or exotic. Granted, we're talking about it on the American consumer side, but how do you feel that these kind of stereotypes impact people of target cultures? For example, those that are actually residing in Korea. Ooh, that's a really good question. There's an article stating about a doctor from Hankook University in Korea. He's actually a virtual psych professor, and he was saying how the beauty standards in Korea are so skewed. He was saying how like Korean men, like you just have to like not be fat, like dress okay, and you'll like be fine within the realm of Korean society and Korean norms. Mm-hmm. But for like women, like there's such a skewed standard because like for women like you have to have like an angular jawline you have to have like perfect glass skin you have to have like a really nice figure like you can't be like fat you have to have fair skin to show that you take care of it and that you put on like spf every day and so for me that's crazy because when i was studying abroad in korea i definitely saw that i feel like america struggles with wanting to be beautiful but also wanting to have natural beauty you know because like in social media everyone's always bagging on people getting plastic surgery or like getting work done but at the same time like not everyone is naturally born to the beauty standards that society has and I think that's like incredibly frustrating. There was also research done by Grandview Research in regards to the skincare industry in America, and it actually found that the skincare industry grew by 13% versus the makeup industry, which only grew by 1%. So I think people now are becoming more aware of kind of that skincare is from within type mm-hmm. trend and to go a little bit more natural. So the next question is, how can sustainability impact the current track that skincare is on now? And that's a great question. I definitely feel like America as a whole has been moving towards the shift of sustainability just in all areas of lifestyle, Um, whether that be in the beauty industry or even clothing. You know, Patagonia has their whole like sustainable, environmentally friendly movements. And then there's also like the trend of veganism and vegetarianism. Um, I feel like everyone is just obsessed with trying to save the world, which is a great thing. Um, And I think I'm definitely starting to see that within the skincare industry already. No, I agree. I think we're going to get into this a little bit more or like we can talk about it now. But since consumerist behavior right now in America is leaning more towards the sustainable and eco-friendly movement, I do think that there needs to be a cognizant reminder for consumers to be conscious of actually how sustainable it is. Mm -hmm. So me and Sydney were talking about like in terms of like packaging like things that Korean beauty or even American skincare brands don't really talk about is the actual waste 
that comes with producing a product. Mm -hmm. There's so much waste that goes into our skincare products. Not only that, but beauty products. Like if you return a product at Sephora or Ulta, they automatically have to throw it away due to sanitation issues. Oh, really? You know, the amount of waste that actually goes into being sustainable. I mean, I was doing some research on, have you heard of the company Crave Beauty? Yes. So the owner actually talked about before she was releasing this new product, it took so long in development because she already knew like the kind of basic ingredients she wanted in it. But it took so long to get the packaging right. So I believe ultimately they went with a certain material that's biodegradable. And she said she had gone through squeeze tubes. She's gone through different jar sizes, um, like those little jars that have the scoop attached to them. And ultimately, like throughout, I think about three months of testing, she determined that that was going to be the best for the environment. And that's what took so long for releasing her product. Yeah, no, I feel like Crave and definitely let me know your input on this. (laughs) I feel like Crave is such a game changer in the way that it's changing the consumerism in the skincare industry. I say this as a consumer of skincare and I probably buy maybe four to five new products a week. (laughs) It's an addiction. Um, Honestly, on behalf of consumers, I feel like we're very lazy people. And if companies don't take the effort to make things sustainable and make things able to be recycled, I very rarely want to put in the effort to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely something I can change about myself. Don't get me wrong. But I do think there is some responsibility for companies to take the time to dedicate some research and development towards, you know, ultimately helping the environment. Kind of going back to that point that you brought up earlier, whether it be Korean beauty or American beauty, I feel like everyone just wants to talk about the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, natural ingredients are good for our skin but what about after your use because like your waist is going to stick around a lot longer than those skincare results that is so true that's very true so what do you have for like recommendations for users to contribute towards i guess an actually more sustainable movement in like being more conscious in what they purchase i definitely feel like at a consumer level people need to be more mindful of you know necessarily how much and what exactly they're purchasing and then following that the disposal because i know as soon as something new comes out in the skincare realm i'm gonna buy like five moisturizers that's definitely a character flaw (laughs) one day we need to all decide you know what's really gonna stay in my cabinet and what am i ultimately gonna throw out and at that point how am i gonna dispose of it how is this gonna be better for the long-term environment And then along with that, I also think that companies should be investing more research and development in terms of sustainable packaging, just because as much as consumers can do, if companies aren't on the same page, there's not as much that we could get done. Yeah, that's very true. So I guess our lesson to the viewers who are listening is to save your empty. Make your skin great, the environment great. (laughs) Yeah, and hopefully more companies will move towards a sustainable and reusable packaging, such as what we talked about with like Crave Beauty or like shifting, even spending a little bit more money in your R&D and purchasing reusable packaging, I think is going to make a huge impact in the trend of the skincare industry, but then it's also actually doing good for our our environment. Mm -hmm. I feel like if consumers are able to hop on as quickly to the sustainability trend as they did the Korean beauty trend, we'd be on a great track. Thank you. Thanks for listening.